You're listening to Divine Downloads, a fifth dimensional resource and podcast for those who feel called to help create the new earth. With me, your host, Angel Quintana, where we'll explore topics to help expand your consciousness, assist in your ascension, and elevate the way you navigate through your life path. I'll share with you my musings with the Akashic Records, my intuitive hits, and information shared by my guides. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to part three of discovering and how to use your uh, how to use life path astrology to discover your intuitive gifts. We are on part three. And we're going to be getting into the nitty gritty of what this course is actually all about. And we're going to be doing what I'm just going to call a mini reading. Uh, You're going to learn how to read a specific part of your astrological birth chart so you can better understand your intuitive gifts, how are they are going to be delivered to you, and potentially how you're going to use them to help create the new earth. So let me go ahead and pull up my presentation and we will get started. All right. So again, as I mentioned, we are on part three, what we've discovered so far in this course. So part one was what is life path astrology, which is my methodology of helping uh, my clients understand their soul's brilliance, who they're here to serve products and services. They're here to create, to help create the new earth. Uh, We also ran your birth chart. So if you haven't watched part one, be sure to go and watch that so you can actually run your chart because we will be doing more astrology work in this uh, this part. Uh, Part two was what your birth chart ruler is and why it matters. How the, and today we're gonna be talking about how the house of your ruler plays a vital role in your intuitive gifts. Next week, we'll discuss what intuition really is and how to tap into it. And then finally, our last part, which will be part five, is how to use your intuitive gifts to help shape the new earth. So for those of you guys who are brand new to my channel, my podcast and my work, my name is Angel. I am the founder of the Sophia Cosmology Blueprint, which I will talk to you guys a little bit about that towards the end. Uh, But really, my main objective is to help those who feel called to make a difference on this planet. They feel that they are here on assignment to help create the new earth. So if you have sacred wisdom, and that's why you're here today, because you feel called to help serve mankind, well, you're absolutely in the right place. All right, so part three is how the house of your ruler plays a vital role in your intuitive gifts. Now, just to recap, remember, the ruler is the planet of your, that is associated with your rising sign, okay? So like, for example, my rising sign is Virgo. So the planet associated or ruled by Virgo is Mercury, okay? So today, we're going to be looking at your birth chart to see where that specific planet is, and then we're going to do a little mini reading. You're going to learn how to read one specific area of your chart so that you can better understand your intuitive gifts. All right, so this is what we're going to be discussing today, how to locate the house of your ruler, Then we're going to go into how to read 
this house. Now, remember, we are using life path astrology for this reading. So if you have studied traditional astrology or Vedic astrology or esoteric astrology or soul astrology or whatever, um, it's going to probably be a little bit different. All right. So get ready for a wild ride into the fifth dimension as we create the new earth together as a collective. So grab a pen and notebook and let's get started. All right, so let's go ahead and pull up our birth chart. So we're going to locate the house of your ruler. And remember, we use astro.com. It's absolutely free to run your chart there. And we're going to go ahead and locate the house of that planet that rules your rising sign. So I'll show you exactly what I mean. All right, so let's go and make sure I've got a browser open. There we go. All right, so I'm not gonna go in how to run the chart again because that's already did that in a different module. Um, we did that in module one. So I'm gonna just go ahead and uh, zoom in here. Now, what we're looking for, remember, wherever your rising sign is, and there's a little uh, key bar here on the left-hand side where the AC is, which is your ascendance, all right? Ascendant sign is your rising sign. Now you can see here, mine is in the sign of Virgo. I already mentioned and went over the planets that are associated with each sign. So make sure that was in part two. So I know that Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So what we're going to do is we're going to go in my chart and you're going to go in your chart and you're going to find that specific planet. So like, for example, if you have Taurus rising, then that's going to be Venus. Okay. So you're going to go ahead and find, okay, Venus. Okay. The glyph is this little circle with the cross. I'm going to go over to my chart and I'm going to find the little circle with the cross. Okay. And I can see mine's right here, but again, my ruler is Mercury, not Venus. Okay. So go ahead and use this key. You might even want to just grab a highlighter or what have you and highlight the house where your ruler, ruling planet resides, okay? So I know Mercury kind of looks like Venus. It's got a little circle with a cross with a little, almost looks like Taurus and Venus together here, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and it's, and that's in my fourth house. So you can see if you zoom into your chart, you'll see these numbers, one, two, three, and they go in a circle, right? And there are all these pieces of the pie. So I want you to pay attention to the, the pieces of the pie, okay? It can be a little bit confusing with the perimeter of your chart. And there's like lines in that perimeter, but I want you to go one step inside and look at the piece of the pie that has the actual wedges and it's going to be all of this wedge. Okay. So the next thing you're going to do that now that you've located where that planet is, is I want you to just go ahead and write down everything that is in that house. Okay. You might not have anything else in that house. Absolutely fine. So just go ahead and write down, you know, whatever house it is, you know, Mercury, in the fourth house, and then in the perimeter, you're going to have what zodiac sign is in that house, is ruling that house. Okay, so write that down. So it looks like mine here is Capricorn. And I've also got my sun sign here. Now, again, you're probably going to have to use this little key here on the left-hand side if you're unfamiliar with the glyphs. But we're going to be reading this 
we're not going to read the whole chart. We're just going to read this one piece of the pie, this one house. Now your house might be the 12th house. It might be the eighth house and so forth. So just, we're going to focus on just the one house today. So go ahead and write all that down. I'll go ahead and join you. All right. So this is going to be any planets you have in that house. So I can see I've got my sun and I've got Mercury, obviously, which is my ruling planet. And I've got Capricorn and I've got a little bit of Sagittarius in this house. So I'm just going to write, um, I'm just going to write, I'm going to put Sagittarius there too. It's, it's not a ton, but it's still going to be relevant for the reading. Okay. So now I've got all this information to learn about my intuitive gifts. Okay. So what I want to do before I show you guys how to integrate and create your personal reading for yourself is I want to go through what each of the houses represents in life path astrology. Okay. Because that's going to be the foundation of what we're going to be doing next as reg with regards to your intuitive gifts. Okay. So again, you're just going to be focusing on one house. So just listen for the house and write down some notes when I get to describing what that house, what, what, what's happening in that house is maybe the better way to put it. Okay. All right. So if you've got your ruling planet in the first house, that's going to be all about your body, your physical appearance, your personal identity, and your temperament. Okay. And I'll explain how this plays a role in just a moment. So just write down a few words. Now, again, I'm really big on using your intuition through this process. So even though I'm giving you guys a couple key words here, um, use your intuition. Maybe, you know, you want to call it something different than personal identity, you know, call it whatever feels right to you. Remember the first house is Aries energy. So what comes to mind when you think about Aries taking action comes to mind, right? It's how you take action, right? So use your intuition here and kind of finesse what that, what that first house means to you. Okay. Based on, you know, some of the concepts we're I'm going to discuss here. Okay. Second house, that's going to be that Taurus energy. So this is about money. It's about your self-worth. This is about the product, the main product that you're here to offer to be in service to your kismet clients. Okay. It's going to represent your values. Okay. Again, finesse the language so that it works and really starts to jive with you. And that might even take a meditation. Okay. House number three, if you got your ruling planet in the third house, that's going to be that Gemini energy. This is about communication. It's about higher consciousness. It's about, it's about creating that cord with the divine. It's right. It's almost like the funnel that connects you to the astral planes. Okay. This is also your Merkaba. Okay. Your energy field, your electromagnetic field. Fourth house, that's going to be cancer energy. That has to do with nurturing, you know, nurturing a community. Uh, developing your psychic abilities. It also encompasses uh, the divine feminine because that cancer energy is ruled by the moon, moon rituals, secret ambitions. The fifth house represents the house of creativity. 
Okay, this is the house of Leo, right? Leo essence is going to be that house or this theme. Um, it's about our ability to be fully self-expressed, how we connect to our higher self, spending time outdoors, inner child work, uh, getting organized. The sixth house is the house of purification, right? That's Virgo energy. Uh, what I like to refer to as Sophia energy, which we're going to talk about today. It's about our purest intentions. It's about our hard work. You know, it's about taking care of our health, our mind, body, and our spirit. The seventh house is that Libra energy, okay? This is your house of relationships. It's your house of manifestations, your house of learning to relax, becoming one with the divine flow. The eighth house is Scorpio energy, right? This is about your deep, dark secrets, you know, what a lot of people call shadow work or your ego. Uh, it has to do with soul contracts, uh, getting to the bottom of things, uh, your behavioral patterns, right? And taboo arts, you know, uh, occult teachings, astrology, tarot, things of that nature. The ninth house, that's going to be Sagittarius energy, right? That has to do with philosophy, the inner philosopher of you. Theories, travel, culture, speaking your truth, being the master teacher, discovering your deepest passions. The 10th house is the Capricorn energy, right? Your house of reputation, your career, your work, your challenges, and overcoming obstacles. The 11th house is the house of Aquarius, right? This is about your social circle, your community, learning to think outside the box, um, letting your inner rebel out to play, um, charity, uh, creating the new earth. 12th house, that's going to be Pisces energy, okay? This is the house of your kismet client archetype. This is where your deepest wounds are stored. It's the debt from karma that you haven't resolved yet. It's your subconscious mind. It is your inward journey. All right, so once, once we've kind of really sat with the house, we started to really get to know that specific part of ourselves. So I want you to think of it this way. Your astrological birth chart encompasses your whole being. Okay, mind, body, spirit, your essence, the whole nine yards. And so when we're looking at the ruler, right, that planet, that specific house, remember, we're only talking about your intuitive gifts in this course. Okay, so even though we're going to get to a magical epiphany here in a moment, I want you to know that it's only a, a small fraction of who you are, right? Your intuitive gifts are not the only things that you have. They're not the only gifts that you have. Okay, so just know we're going to be doing a, like a mini reading based on that house, based on everything that's inside of that house. All right, so let's go back here. Okay, now we have located the house of your ruler. We've also written down what that house represents. We've also written down any other planets that are in that house and any zodiac signs that are ruling that house. Okay, so I want you to think about, you know, I'm gonna just draw a little picture here for the visual learners. I'm one of those people. 
Okay, so we talked about the rising sign. And you guys know from the first uh, lesson that your rising sign is the most important sign in life path astrology. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and create my little hierarchy with my rising sign. You might even put, I'm going to put Virgo here. Okay. And from the, from the rising sign, you know what? No, I drew this wrong. Let's start here. I started at the bottom. Rising sign. Okay. I put this on the bottom here. We're going to work our way up. Okay. Rising sign. Which really holds the essence, the, um, what's going to help you to rise, right? To ascend. Okay. So from there, your rising sign has a ruler. You know, if you think about it in terms of like spiritual hierarchy, uh, you know, in the astral realm and the, you know, angels and guides and archangels and all that, there's also a hierarchy, but it's not hierarchy in the, in the regard that anything is any entity is better or worse because everybody has a role. So if you think about uh, like archangels, like they're serving, you know, thousands and thousands, if not millions and millions of people where like our angels, you know, are serving maybe, you know, a, a lot less than that. And then you've got your guardian angel. That's just for you. You know, see, so it's like, everybody has a role, you know, somebody uh, like the archangels have a bigger, more massive, you know, group of people that they're serving, so to speak. So their leadership is done in a different way. And then from there, like your, the angels, they've got their mission and they've got, you know, the thing that, that they're here to do their assignment. And then your guardian angel is like, I'm just going to focus on the, my one person that I'm here to serve. Neither one is better than the other, even though there's a hierarchy, I want you to think of it more as this is the job. This is my assignment. And even though some, you know, archangels might be serving millions, it doesn't mean that they're better. It just means their assignment is different, period. Like the, the guardian angel that is serving just you, like that's a huge mission to make sure that that person is, you know, in their element, that they are doing what they're here to do. That's a big job. So I don't want you to ever think of hierarchy as somebody's, something is better or worse in, in that regard. It, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with your purpose, period. Okay. So when we, when we're drawing this out, I want you to remember that. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and write a uh, planet here. Okay. So I've got Virgo is my rising. My planet is Mercury. Okay. That's what I got here so far. All right. Then from the planet, we've got the house, okay? And mine is in the fourth house, which is my house of psychic abilities and so forth, okay? Can even put like a couple little notes there. Okay, here we go. Got rising sign planet house. And then the house Remember, we had the zodiac signs that are ruling that house. Okay, so I'm just going to put zodiac signs. And that, remember, I had, I probably had about like 90% of that was Capricorn and 10% was Sag. So if you have more than one, uh, 
zodiac sign ruling that house. Just, I just always, I don't know. It's probably the mercury. I just got to get all, you know, analytical about stuff. So I like to put percentages. It's totally optional. Um, so I want you to think of it this way. Okay. And when we look at this, I, I gave the analogy about the archangels because I want you to think of it like that. Okay. So think about the rising sign as you. Okay. And then the planet is your guardian angel. Okay. So I'm just going to walk you guys through this so you can kind of see the progression. Okay. So let's call the rising sign me. Okay. My planet is my guardian angel. Okay. The house, that's going to be my angels and guides, which is different than your guardian angel. Okay. And then the zodiac signs are going to be my archangels. Okay. So there we go. Now, now think about it this way. You have a team. You have a team that is supporting you with your intuitive gifts, period. Okay. So, and we can call upon them anytime we want. You know, if you do tarot um, or you meditate or you speak to your guides, wherever you are in this process, you know, now I want you to think of, you know, wow, you know, I can call upon Capricorn and Sagittarius, which rule my fourth house, and I can receive downloads. It'd be this almost similar to connecting with, you know, Archangel Michael, right? It's, it's the further up the line. So I want you to pay attention to when you're tapping into your intuitive gifts, whether you are mental intuitive or a kinesthetic uh, intuitive, that you are asking the right entity for service. Okay. Now, what do I mean by that? Let's say that you are on the path to creating a sacred brand. Right? You want to really, you want to make a difference. You want to be of service. You want to use your intuitive gifts. I mean, I would assume if you're taking this course, that's probably one of the things you want. <laughs> now, when you go into meditation or you connect to, you know, the astral realm, you can be specific here. You know, if I wanted to call on, you know, one of the archangels, then I know that I'm asking for assistance for something that's massive, right? That's you know, I could be asking for guidance uh, around my mission or the movement that I'm here to leave. You know, like it would be like Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Raphael, and so forth. What mission and movement am I here to lead? Because now what you're doing is you're asking the right entity because they already are on the hierarchy of mission right? They are serving massive and massive amounts of people with this huge assignment. And it's not to say that the guardian angels and, the, and that they don't have their mission. But when we think about the big, the big scope of what we're doing on this planet, and we have big questions that, you know, require a big answer or an expansive level of consciousness to get to the, to get to it, then you might call upon them. Now, it, say you called on your guardian angel, they might get more specific about it. You might get the grand thing, like for instance, okay, so like my mission is to create new earth leaders of tomorrow, okay? So I could call upon, you know, uh, Capricorn and Sag, you know, 
the archangels is a metaphor here, uh, congruent, and ask them, you know, what's my mission? Okay, you're here to serve new earth leaders. Okay, great. But then I could go down the next time and ask my angels and guides and be like, you know, what's the best way for me to serve the new earth leaders? And then I get the message. And then I could get down to, you know, my, uh, my guardian angel and ask them, you know, well, what products and services should I offer? Right? So this is a way for you to connect to the higher realms so that you're, you're not doing this alone. You're never doing this alone. Like your intuitive gifts are intuitive gifts because it's connecting you to these higher realms. All right. So this is like, and then, so the rising sign, that's the problem you solve. So think about this, just really problem you solve. If I want to learn how I'm going to help solve that problem, I can use my intuitive gifts. I can contact Mercury, right? Both Hermes and be, and talk to him and be like, what is the, what is the best way? I want to give them the most amazing products and services to help them solve this problem, right? Your rising sign is the problem that you're here to solve. So I can call upon them for answers, for guidance, right? I can do the same thing with the house, you know, fourth house. Let's, let's, let's communicate, right? So what I want you guys to do is as you're going through this process, you know, I'm, I know who I'm calling on. I know I'm calling on Capricorn and Sag for those bigger questions, right? I know I'm calling on the fourth house when I really want to know the theme and the essence of what I'm doing, okay? And this could be used for anything. It could be as if you're trying to heal your body or relationship or career. It could be anything. It actually doesn't matter what house. Yeah, the house is just letting you know what to give your attention to. So let's go to the next part so we can come full circle here. All right, so let's see here. Okay, so how to read this house, okay? Planet signs in the house, okay? So let me go and get my chart up here. Okay, so as I mentioned, any zodiac signs, planets, all that stuff that's in here, we're gonna write those down. So. For the, for the first part, we want to pay attention to Mercury. Well, in my case, Mercury, because that's my ruler, which is allowing me to better understand my intuitive gifts. Mercury is in Capricorn. Okay, so I want you to just go ahead and write down what zodiac sign is that your ruling planet in. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and write down Capricorn in Mercury. And again, if you need any help, you can go find, you know, whichever ruling planet is, and it'll just tell you, like you can see here, 14 degrees Capricorn, 20 minutes. Okay. So if you're, you know, if this is too intimidating, the, the actual chart. Okay. So now what does that mean? We're going to take it in chunks here. Okay. What does it mean to have Capricorn in Mercury? What does it mean to have Taurus in, you know, Pisces? I mean, Taurus and Pisces, Taurus in the second house, you know, our Taurus, um, sorry, Venus and Taurus, okay? The planet with the zodiac sign. So I want you to think of them as friends, okay? They're learning about each other, okay? So I usually give the example of going on a lunch date. <laughs> this is one of the things we do in the Life Path Astrology certification. I want you to imagine that that 
planet and that zodiac sign are going on a coffee date. Okay, so Capricorn and Mercury, okay, <laughs> are you know, going on a coffee date. What are they going to talk about? What do they have in common? And what are their differences? Okay, so write that down. What do they have in common? And what are their differences? Okay, so what we're looking for is what I'm going to call a red thread. Okay, we're looking for what's going to make them become best friends, good friends. Okay, it's like you go out with, you know, a girlfriend for the first time. You're not going to focus on all the things you don't have in common, right? You're going to find the thing that you, oh my gosh, you love hiking. I love hiking. You have a dog. I have a dog, right? Great. So we're going to be hiking and dog friends until we discover other things that we have in common. So what you're, excuse me, what you're doing is you're strengthening your intuitive gifts when you do this. Okay. So for example, and again, you're going to be giving yourself your own reading here. Okay. But again, I'm trying to create the visual going on a lunch date, Mercury and Capricorn, Taurus and Mars and, and so forth. Okay. And, and you might have, again, I already kind of gave you some information about the houses, but get to know the planets. You know, what does Mercury represent? You know, I went over that in part two, the, you know, the communication and higher consciousness. So if I know, and it's almost like the, um, the planet, you know, and the zodiac sign are, are learning how to jive together. They're learning how to become a team. They're learning how to work together to create something, to build something, to heal something. Okay. So in that process, you strengthening that. So I'm going to give you an ex example for myself. So I have Mercury and Capricorn. So I know that the way that I'm going to reach my level of higher consciousness, because Mercury represents higher consciousness is through Capricorn. And what is Capricorn? Capricorn's an earth sign. Capricorn loves to work. They're highly ambitious. They love to create things that are rock solid and watch them grow, you know? And so I know that what's going to lead me, you know, to higher consciousness, to be able to um, dramatically, dramatically improve my intuition is through Capricorn. I know that if I build a sacred relationship, which I already have because Capricorn is also my sun sign, which is sitting right next to Mercury in the fourth house. So I'm already identified as Capricorn. So it's a pretty serendipitous, you know, relationship as long as I'm willing to bring Mercury into the situation. If I'm just, I'm Capricorn, I'm a workaholic, I get shit done. You know, if I, if I only focused on the Zodiac sign, then I'm missing that, that gift of these other planets and zodiac signs and houses and so forth, okay? So I know that to strengthen my intuitive gifts, I have to strengthen the bond inside of me. The planets and the zodiac signs are all living inside of you. They're not out there, they're in here. So for example, I have a whole course on this in the Ceremonial Alchemy Library called the Tree of Life, that anytime somebody feels blocked with their intuition, it's because their ruling planet 
specifically, there's other holes that could be there, but the ruling planet of their rising sign has probably not strengthened the relationship with its ruler. Okay. So my relationship with Mercury in Capricorn has to be rock solid. Otherwise I'm going to start experiencing symptoms of blocked intuition. Okay. That's just one example of being able to nourish the relationship between these two parties. Okay. So good. I'm so glad this makes sense. Thank you for your feedback. Okay. So we're going to go one step further now. Okay. We're going to go and now we're going to integrate the house. Okay. Mine's in the fourth house. So there's my son. We'll talk about any planets here in a second. This is definitely interesting little duo here. Okay, so I've got mine in the fourth house. So not only do I want to strengthen the relationship here between Mercury and, and Capricorn, but I, I want to invite, okay, this is like, again, a silly example. I'm going to invite the cafe that I went on the, the, the lunch date with, you know, like, so, okay, so I'm in the cafe, which is my, the house, okay, I'm in the fourth house <laughs> and Capricorn and Mercury are having coffee. So what's happening? There's another third element adding to our experience, our environment, you know, what Bruce Lipton calls epigenetics. So there's a third force influencing the development of those intuitive gifts. It's the cafe. Okay. In this case, it's the fourth house. And we know that the fourth house for my exam, for me, represents your psychic abilities, your secret ambitions, you know, the moon, divine feminine, blah, 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 right? So it's very possible and probably necessary for the conversation that Capricorn and Mercury are having is probably going to naturally build upon itself if the topics that we decide to talk about over that coffee date are about our secret ambitions about my de the divine feminine, about the moon, <laughs> about um, the mother, right? All that fourth house energy. Now you're starting to become very intuitive. When we take the house into consideration, remember, we're, we're, we're building upon this. We start to open up ourselves, like we become empathic. You know, we become very self-aware and very aware of our surroundings. Um, you know, this is where, you know, usually people will start, oh, I see, I see all these like, you know, angel numbers. Oh, I just, the song on the radio and oh my gosh, I pulled a tarot card and it made me cry. And, you know, you start to open, it's like the floodgates, you know, the floodgates of intuition and psychic downloads, divine downloads starts to happen for you. And it's like, you're starting to play with magic. Okay. So the last thing, um, which is kind of just like a little bonus tip here, is if you have any planets, okay? So <laughs> this is, again, you guys know I'm into silly examples here. If you don't have any planets, you know, sitting there, asteroids or anything like that, like Chiron or whatever, that's fine. This will be easy for you because you can just disregard this part. But if you have a planet or something, an asteroid or, you know, something like that sitting in the house, you know, even if it wasn't in the zodiac sign, like let's say my son was over here and sat and Sag, that's fine. 
but you want to make a note. So let's say you, I had like the sun in in Sagittarius here. So what, so what that means, whatever sign it's in. Okay. I want you to imagine now that another person walks into the cafe. Okay. And they've got their own personality, especially, you know, because it's got the Zodiac sign. Okay. So let's say, let's say I have the sun in, 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 um, let's just say, I'll just keep it the way it is. I have my son in Capricorn. Okay. So let's say a friend walked in with Capricorn energy. Okay. To the cafe where I'm having lunch or, or coffee or something with the planet. <laughs> okay. And they come over to say hi. So they're adding depth to the conversation. They're bringing another element to the psychic or the intuitive gifts that you are fostering and developing as your new faculties. Okay, that's all. And so if you have a, if you have like a stellium, like you have three or four planets in there, you got a lot of stuff going on. Meaning, I mean, that could be a double-edged sword. That could be amazing. You could just be, you know, having all kinds of epiphanies and stuff, or it could feel very chaotic and block you, right? So again, this is where we go back to nurturing all of the planets in our, in our entire chart, not just the house, right? So this is how we start to get into divine flow. This is how we start to unravel what we're really here to do, um, how we're going to heal ourselves, you know, on our own individual path. You know, nobody has the secret door because nobody has your birth chart. Nobody has your life experiences. Nobody has your education. Nobody has, nobody's you. So the more that you know you, the more the intuitive gifts just start like, I mean, most people can't even understand how being intuitive or being psychic or in, they can't even fathom how that works because they probably have a lot of conflicting rulerships going on that they haven't nourished. And in this case, the planet, the rules your rising sign and the relationship it has with the house and that zodiac sign together. If they can't even get that, it will be intuition is fake, science is real. You know what I mean? They, it, they won't get it. And it's not our job to try to explain it to them. You know, it, this is something that you have to, you know, find in your own divine path, you know? Okay. So you, what your assignment is, is you're going to give yourself a little reading, okay? About around your intuitive gifts. You know, what do these planets and these um, zodiac sign archetypes and the house, the environment, what is that experience? So journal, you know, do a meditation and imagine the scene, imagine the cafe, imagine the coffees, right? Imagine that zodiac sign and that planet and the friend that walks in, or maybe there's a whole scene going on, right? And see what unravels for you, because there's a message there. And it has to do with your intuitive gifts that spirit and the divine want you to know. All right. All right. So let me give you guys some next steps here because I do have something brand new that I have put together. And okay, we did that. Um, so do me a favor. If you love this course so far, please do share it with a friend, you know, share it in your Instagram or, you know, take the link and send it to a friend in an email. Um, help them along their divine journey. And then I also wanted to introduce you guys to the Rise of Sophia movement. 
Now we haven't talked too much about this. I probably will be putting together an entire, you know, course here on my podcast very soon. Um, but I want to introduce you guys a little bit more about this concept today, and then I'll go into it deeper in another training. Um, if it doesn't interest you, no big deal. Join me next week for another new class. But the rise of Sophia is really based on what I am calling Sophia cosmology. And it has everything to do with your intuitive gifts, you getting down and stripping away all of the entities that are clogging your vision, that are calcifying your third eye, that are making it so that you can't see what's right in front of you. Sophia is the purest part of our being. And when we think about that light, that divine rainbow light, you know, we've got all these planets, got all these zodiac signs that sometimes they, they try to dim that light. They, they create a little veil, you know, which is how we're, just, which is why we question ourselves or we can't heal, or we're always in a relationship that's not, you know, for our highest good. Right. But when we strip down to just the Sophia part of ourself, you start to play with magic truly magic, you know? And so this is an entirely different way um, of looking at yourself in the mirror. Um, it has to do a lot with detoxification of dark entities, of your ego, stripping yourself to your purest, most divine, radiant light. So I am in the process of putting together um, a course. It's actually a six week leadership training for those feeling called to help create the new earth. I will talk about this more, but there is a wait list. If you'd like to at least get on the mailing list um, to learn more when the doors open for this. So I just wanted to give you guys a URL if this interests you at all. Uh, it's holisticfashionista.com forward slash the rise of Sophia. So this is the rise of Sophia movement. Uh, the six week training is called Sophia Rising. It will come with an app. It comes with a bunch of different things, which I will cover later. But for now, if you're interested, please do join the waitlist. Otherwise, I hope that you guys will show up next week for part four of this training on how to use life path astrology to discover your intuitive gifts. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And until next time, stay sacred. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to Divine Downloads. If you gained insights from this episode, I sure hope that you'll leave me a five-star review and comment. If you are looking for an extended version of a tarot reading or a mentioned course or upcoming event, you can visit holisticfashionista.com forward slash community for more information. To learn more about Holistic Fashionista and how we can assist you and your soul's brilliance, please find me on Instagram at holisticfashionista. Until next time, have a great day and stay sacred.